Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 20th of January, 2022. This is the COB. I'm Nadine Blaney here with David Scott. We're on a roll here, Scotty. Yeah. Long may the streak continue. <laughs> and the uh, local market. Well, that was a turnaround Thursday. That works up by 0.14% to 7,342. Look, we're still down by seven tenths over the four trading days. However, um, yeah, it was all looking pretty negative until we started to really see commodities power. Yeah, like commodities had a decent session overnight, particularly gold and the gold miners that I'm sure we'll probably talk about it. Mm. Absolutely flying. So I've been wondering when they would actually get some outperformance because they've been lagging the moves in gold. It certainly happened today. But more broadly, uh, definitely in the ag space, there were some big gains last night. And then uh, despite not having any real momentum today, uh, nothing going on in Chinese iron ore futures, coke and coal futures, steel futures and the like, at least uh, up until when we go into the podcast, uh, the, cut from the PBOC to the loan prime rate just seemed to go and in, in, inspire everyone mm-hmm. to go and buy every single mining stock there was on the other uh, local boss and yeah up and away we went and uh, pretty much it single-handedly along with a bit of help from the energy space uh, lifted the market into positive territory. Yeah and uh, we've got an interview that you can listen to with Jordan Alessio he's from the Perth Mint now granted he's talking his book but he really thinks that the switch has flicked for gold I mean I was reading a note from Chris Weston earlier today uh, you know, talking about this technical setup for gold as well. So on that, Scuddy, we may as well get to some of the best and worst performers on the market today. Northern Star Resources, Resolute. I said when they came out with their production reports that, oh, this was a good day to be coming out with a gold production report. And uh, just while we're there, Scuddy, let's stick with the theme and get to the stock of the day, which was Northern Star Resources. So David Lane from Ward Burnett and Chris Conway from Marcus Today joined Koshi. Here's what they had to say. Northern Star uh like many of the other Australian gold miners, are down uh, down about 28% from across the, the 12 months. Um, up nicely today, up about 9.2%. The business is is very well positioned, and and we see them as as being one of the the, the picks as far as the, the majors is con- majors are concerned. And longer term, they've got a view that they they should be producing uh, more than two million ounces a, a year by 2026. And Today's announcement proves that they they look like they're on track for that. We've got a, a buy recommendation. Uh, I struggle to get excited about gold overall. However, uh, you know we know that monetary policy is no longer going to be supportive of gold. The central banks are turning the taps off and really trying to control inflation. That might change once the Fed uh, does actually start raising rates rather than just talking about it. But until that time, and we until we see that uh, that share price tick up and the charts start to look a little bit better it's you know it's really been sideways for a couple of years yeah. uh, then i can't get too interested in this one so that is the view on northern star resources which was the best former best performer i should say of the day today up by more than 11 percent 
Yeah, it's been a long time between good. drinks with the Goldies and uh, making hay while the sun shines. I'm still a bit, uh, a bit edgy when it comes to real yields at the moment. I still don't think the move is done, but uh, certainly a nice little technical break in the spot price of gold. So a lot of the gold bugs up and about at the moment. Yeah. On them. Yeah. Well, it, everything has its time in its sun, doesn't it? All right. Now, if we look at some of the other performers today, why not? Since we're there, Evolution, yes, Newcrest, yep, got all that. In terms of some news that was um, coming through, Woodside did well today. Energy up. Um, also, quarterly is coming through. Lots of free cash flow being generated by the likes of uh, Santos as well, which is up by about 1%. And some reversals of impairments coming through from Woodside as well. Uh, but yeah, that sales revenue in the fourth quarter just jumping with the price of oil and energy improving. Um, on the flip side, though, in terms of news, we saw Zipco off by 1.6%. It is talking up the momentum and the momentum continuing in the second quarter of FY22. But, Scotty, you know, there's a lot of chatter. The best days of BNPL are over. And the money that Zip is having to burn through to continue to expand and continue to grow its footprint is also something that is causing a bit of concern amongst some. Yeah, and uh, we know that retail sales are pretty soft uh, in the month of December in the States. So I suspect we'll probably get some pretty f- uh, similar numbers here in Australia. And we've just got to reflect as well that the, uh, the stimulus that's been going through the economy, which a lot of that uh, went to those goods that I know that those particular payments providers go and facilitate, facilitate I should say, over recent years is not going to be there. So yeah, I've had my doubts for a while and still do. Yeah. Okay. So nothing's changed there. Why change, Scuddy? Um, now, when we get to another big talking point today, of course, that's that jobs report. Um, blue past expectations, the unemployment rate down to 4.2%, much better than the 4.5% that was expected participation rate. Um, Rose, look, everything is looking for... Um, a hike. In fact, Westpac is calling for an RBA hike ASAP. You, I know, tweeted out. I can't remember exactly, but the RBA has got it very, very wrong up until now. Yeah, it's been horrible. And yeah, they've read it very poorly. And uh, we'll see what happens next week in the inflation report. But I would not be surprised in the slightest to see an upside beat. And uh, I would not be surprised in the slightest to see some wage pressures really coming through in the WPI, the wage price index that's released in the middle of February. If that comes to fruition, there has to be some serious questions asked about the leadership of the RBA. I've spoken about it on the podcast in recent weeks. Uh, but uh, it's pretty obvious to someone who's just a, a layperson on the street, I've got to say that it was pretty obvious, but I could see. Um, a lot of other people have seen as well, but the RBA to this point haven't. We'll see what Omicron does. That's the one thing, the kicker, to go and keep a bit of uh, no, caution out there at the moment. But if that passes and we manage to get through it, and it looks like we are through this wave, the peak, uh, it should be pretty good days in the, uh, the first half of the year. So does that mean that the RBA will raise rates, or is there a credibility issue as well? They will try to go slowly, slowly because, of course, wages have been, wages growth has been so absent for so long, like so long, Scuddy, mm. structural changes, everything else we've talked about for years and years and years, that they would be really loath to move too quickly because we don't have exactly the same inflation problem that there is in the UK or in Canada 
or in the United States. That's what the RBA is telling us. But I think the RBA is going to be proven wrong. And I reckon it'll be proven wrong at about 11.30. On but tre- rents here on haven't gone up as they much have, as they have. F- rents are soaring at the moment. Not as much as they are overseas. Yeah, not, 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 in the, not in the official measure yet. But that tends to act with a lag. You look at some of the private indicators across core logic and the like, and there's lots of strength in the uh, that area of the market. The, we know the labor market is as tight as a drum. We've got underutilization, the, uh, the lowest level since uh, no, the middle of 2008. That was before the, uh, the teeth of the GSE. And wage growth back then was you know, nearly north of 5%. So I know that was a mining boom underway at that point in time. But to mm-hmm. say that we're, uh, we're different, uh, I've been saying for a long time that we're not different. We're just on a slightly longer lag than the rest of it. Uh, and I reckon that's going to come through in the data in the next couple of weeks. So that inflation read next week is very, very important. You heard it here first, folks. Um, look, there's a couple of other interviews that you can access um, I think it was you that did you have the chat with American Century, Chris Chen? No, I think it I might think have been Annette. Yes. Yeah. Um, so again, you know, talking about inflation, um, supply constraints though easing. So we'll see what type of impact that has. And uh, he talks sectors that uh, could provide some opportunity in 2022. So I do hope you have a minute that you can probably six or seven that you can go and listen to that. Um, now, in terms of tomorrow, uh, it's a Friday. That's that's sort of nice to look forward to, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, there's not really any big economic data on the calendar. Go out on a limb and say it'll be pretty quiet, but we've still got quarterlies in the U.S. tonight to look forward to. Last night, they came in quite strong, and so that will occupy some of the discussion tomorrow morning. We've got Netflix tonight. That, no doubt, will be a big part of that, and uh, Tesla, I do believe. Yeah, so we'll see uh, how the impact of uh, Squid Game uh, goes in plays out mm-hmm. whether that had any uh, longer lasting effects and the uh, the subscriber numbers but the key difference now that uh, Netflix is you know, trying to go and cycle those really tough comps from uh, from previous years um, is the people now have a choice to go out and <laughs> whilst a lot of people are hunkering down still that's uh, that's obviously not going to go and be advantageous to go and continue that growth we'll see what comes out tonight yeah perhaps not continue the growth but boy Netflix is just like something you pay for every month you don't even think about it really um, I saw that the prices are going up yeah they went and flicked another uh, another increase uh, certainly um, no inflationary pressures this time is different <laughs> um, uh, my apologies Tesla is January the 26th I don't know where my mind was going there but uh, you'll have to wait to hear some more about Elon Musk's company the, that is the Bitcoin revaluation, gold or Dogecoin, whatever. Okay, so uh, as far as guests tomorrow, well, my calendar's not loading, but I can tell you we will be speaking with Carl Capulinga. He'll wrap the week. He'll give us some technical indications. Looking forward to tomorrow's episode of The Call as well. Uh, Kashi is, um, I'll be filling in for Kashi in the hot seat tomorrow. Are you going to be wearing a, a, a brown jacket? Like, no, like today? probably not. Yeah. Are you going to wear your brown jacket? I can do that there if you it's go. required. Do it. I, I'm just thinking, like, no, do I? I think I think I'm going to wear blue tomorrow, so I can't wear blue and brown. That's uh, that's clashing. Do you plan your outfits ahead of time? Got to got to go and rotate up. Can't just be <laughs> can't just be the same every day. Oh my gosh, I love that. All right, Claude Walker and Luke Winchester are on the call tomorrow, so we'll be talking plenty of small caps. Speaking of the property market, Pete Wargent, he will update us on what rents are doing. Omkar Joshi from Opal Capital will be on. Always good to chat with him. And I'm going to kick the day off with Matthew Sherwood from Perpetual. I like having a chat with Matt. So, Scuddy, uh, anything that's on the radar tonight other than quarterlies? I'm so sort of don't have anything big in my notes uh, tonight. Jobless claims will be out, but uh, really it comes down to the Fed next week now. So just 
what it says and uh, how it goes and, uh, and, and communicates what the uh, the future path of policy is going to be is the uh, it's the really key thing from here. So yeah. hanging out for that. It really is what it's all about. So tonight uh, we do get the Philly Fed Reserve Manufacturing Index, existing home sales data, and as you mentioned, that jobless claims report that yeah. has sort of faded. I mean, at the height of the pandemic, we were hanging on every, it's very low. every report. It's very low. We'll see where the uh, the Philly Fed uh, goes and mirrors what we saw the Empire State Manufacturing Index. That might go and give a bit of food for thought when it comes to the, how aggressive uh, the markets are with their market pricing for uh, for the Fed this year. We'll see that, how that prints later on. All right. We'll go for gold tonight, Scuddy, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Yeah, look Thanks forward to for it. Listening. God willing. We'll see you then. <laughs>